All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jackman Radio. So excited today. Um, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I have the honor of talking to the world expert, world renowned. In my view, um, I think it's undisputed, the expert on the Epstein case and all things related to that. My friend, Ryan Dawson. Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm good, dude. Um, can't talk about Epstein in an adult way on YouTube, though, can you? Well, we're going to try and do that today. That's uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on and have this conversation because so many people just have a superficial understanding of what the Epstein blackmail ring was, why it existed, how it existed, who funded it, and who were the people who were still at large um, that we need to bring to justice and, and people need to be made aware of. So obviously it's still in the news, but it's in the news in a real sanitized and watered down way. So. Just for the viewers, um, you could talk a little bit about how you, how long you've known about the Epstein thing, how it came on your radar, and um, why they should know about it. Well, we knew pieces of it. We didn't know, you know, what we know now. But um, around 2007 or so, uh, I had a forum. So, see, I've been censored a lot of places. I had a forum called Rise to Sense, which is now like a black porn site or something. Somebody bought it and turned it into that. But Hunter bought it. Probably. Well, Hunter said he was watching the BBC for like an hour and he didn't see any BBC. He was confused. Right. Um, we had, so we were covering other pedophile rings, uh, the Franklin Credit Union, Finders Cult, things like that. And all the time i'll get some crazy mail from spurgs you know and it's hard to tell who's a legit victim or something and who is just you know heard the story wants to be part of a thing or whatever and 99 percent of the time it's crap but um some things panned out and jeffrey epstein did got arrested and that's when we look back at a lot of these things and saw okay uh there's a woman named well, um, maybe I shouldn't say, I'll, I'll tell you, we'll just give her, we'll call her M, uh, first letter of her first name, we'll call her M. She told us a lot, and I had been looking at all the people around Epstein anyway for other reasons, uh, you know, the deep dive into PNAC and so on, and I'd known about the Khashoggi's and the, uh, the rape yachts that were going on there, Saudi Arabia likes to have uh, hooker parades, basically. They'd take people out in international water with a bunch of Eastern European models or whatever, and it was just pure debauchery. Stepping on their hair, peeing on their face, pooping on people, making them eat bugs, and just train raping these girls. Well, rape, it's rape. I mean, they paid them, but whatever. They had no idea what they're getting into, and they're stuck on a boat and can't do anything. And so I was following the ties of the Saudis which inevitably all re all roads lead to Israel every time. It doesn't matter what you're looking at, organ trafficking, pedophile rings, terrorist groups, whatever. It's it's those two, Saudi Arabia and Israel. Uh, but Israel's always, Israel's the more protected of the two. Saudi Arabia is protected because of its alliance with Israel. So these are the two groups that fund Al-Qaeda as well. And there's a lot of human trafficking and gun running with terrorist groups you know, Iran-Contra style where publicly it's condemned, but privately the U.S. is involved in it. And the main proxy states uh, are the the intelligence agencies of Saudi Arabia and Israel. Uh, 
Israel was founded through human trafficking at that time to get a, a dominant Jewish demographic on top of Palestine. Let's see. It was founded by terrorists. And so from its inception, they've had a large, well-financed, well-organized method of moving people from Europe to Palestine. Well, you can do that for a majority Jewish demographic. You can also do it in the sex slave trade, which was thriving in Israel and has been. And I got on to that around 1996, 95, 96, um, because they didn't even have laws against it until the 2000s. And they have brothels in Israel, mostly Eastern European white women. They're, they put advertisements out, organized crime is what I mean by they, for nannies or some sort of legitimate job. And then they would just take their passport away and lock them up and force them into forced prostitution, which is rape. There was some pushback against that in Israel, though, because so many of these girls were being taken to Tel Aviv, for example, that it was hurting the demographic. And they, they finally passed laws not against the traffickers, but against the girls for being illegal immigrants. So once they were too old for prostitution, they accused them of uh, <laughs> being illegal migrants and sent them back to Ukraine or wherever they got them with nothing in their pockets. It's pretty disgusting. So that's been going on. And we knew about the rape rings in the universities up north and the northeast, especially in New York, New Jersey. There are entire administrations like at art schools and girls schools that are part of these rings. Like when that, what Epstein stepped into was a bunch of pre-existing networks. When uh, Maria Farmer and all these, some of the, these girls would get financed by Epstein to go to these schools where they knew the administration was, was part of this. Uh, very well organized, not just Jeffrey Epstein created this network by himself. The Maxwells, of course, uh, notorious spies for Israel, helped catch Mordecai Vanunu, uh, who's the whistleblower. The, the OG Assange was Mordecai Vanunu, right? Uh, told the world about Israeli nuclear weapons. Steve, <laughs> I think I'm allergic to Israel. <laughs> so Epstein really, he didn't start the thing. This was something he was pipelined into. Um, he was good at it. But yeah, yeah, they these things, he was just the newest... You know, that generation was the face. Whatever. Yeah. These a lot of the things that his principal financiers is well, his principal guy is Les Wexner, but then you also have uh Leon Black, Conrad Black, <laughs> apparently Bill Gates to a lesser extent, and and Glenn Dubin, especially. And for people who don't know who the blacks are, tell them who the blacks are and Glenn Dubin. Yeah, okay, so the Blacks have the same last name, but they're not related. So Conrad Black's a Canadian billionaire, part of Hollinger, um, part of uh, part part owner of the Jerusalem Post with Richard Pearl and Red Felding and stuff. Not anymore. He got a, his huge white-collar crime scandal. And Leon Black is a hedge fund, or used to be a hedge fund uh, tycoon for Global Apollo Management. And he has some other lesser ones. And he's a, a billionaire from the United States, um, Jewish Zionist. All, that's basically true about everybody I'm going to talk about unless I say otherwise. And he financed Epstein. And then there's Glenn Dubin, who's a hedge fund manager. 
um, also in, in the U.S., whose wife was Epstein's girlfriend until she got too old, meaning 20s. <laughs> yeah, and she, she aged out at 12. She was a Swedish uh, model, pageant winner. Um, her, her last name was Anderson. Now it's Ava Dubin. They have a daughter, Selena, who Epstein wanted to marry. And you can see her pictures all over the Florida compound and um, in other pictures where there's little kids around. Usually she's one of them. Uh, the Dubins brought her into that den. And of course, the Dubins were both raping kids themselves. And Ava Dubin would go out with Glenn Maxwell and recruit uh, young girls and groom them together. But Maxwell's father was uh, a spy. He helped Israeli intelligence. And he also helped steal the Promise software. So one of the targets that Maxwell was doing, not just preventing you know, the, the counter-espionage or the whistleblowers like Vanunu, was stealing science and tech from the United States. And one of the ways they do that is through bribery and blackmail. And so a lot of the people they're targeting are all in science and technology. Now, they get a lot of financial institutions because the way you can get to science and tech is through the donor class. Universities, um, off, that's where you get grants to, to do R&D. So a private company wants to work on whatever, they work on it with the university. That way they can siphon off some grad students, you know, what modern day indentured servitude and, uh, and get research done on whatever they're, you know, like microwire case, for example, which I covered from 2015 to now, that's a technology that Israel stole from the United States and they did it through the system. If you can bribe or you can um, force donors, you know, into your pocket to say, oh, you better uh, be nice to this guy or they're going to withhold their funds for said university, the university will bend the knee and they are more than willing to share trade secrets uh, that they have on private industry uh, with the donor class, which ultimately ends up going back to Israel. Right. So that's one of the things that the purpose of it was. So how, how does Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein meet each other? How do they get on each other's radar? And when did that happen? So Epstein know? was a, always been a con artist. He was a um, college dropout that who became a math teacher at one of these schools that already had uh was already part of one of these networks right the dalton school whose headmaster uh, well first of all bill barr's father brings him in and then the new headmaster was himself raping a and sleeping with a 14 year old student who he housed she couldn't afford the school so his wife was dying of cancer or sick with something he's, he's like you know i could use someone around the house my wife's sick so he's got a high school girl living with him who he abused. And so he had no problem hiring Epstein and Epstein didn't do a lot of math teaching. He would like play the piano and do some other things, but Ace Greenberg brings him into Bear Stearns. Ace Greenberg's two children went to the, that high school. Ace Greenberg is also accused of uh, sexual harassment and had to pay out millions of dollars in settlements so obviously he did something so again uh jewish scientists like all all of them right he brings epstein in as well this guy's you know cool with this right it, even in organized crime not many are pedophiles 
right? Even the guys that shoot people that will, you know, they'll do racketeering, narcotics, whatever. But even among criminals, they're like, hey, man, you want to rape some kids? They're like, hell no, right? <laughs> even they have that moral. So they found a willing, you know, willing participant in Epstein. It was around then that he meets Glenn Maxwell. We don't have a perfect date of when they brought him in, but um, it's in the 80s. Like their relationship has been for a long time because we do know uh, from Arvin Menashe and others when Maxwell is the one that recruited Epstein and uh, they talked to Israeli intelligence. And first, first operations, they try these two with, these two are, are dumb, by the way. Yeah, dumb and dumber. Yeah. Good, but Epstein's a good con artist. Like he doesn't, he, if you ever pin him down, he wouldn't know what I was talking about financially or with uh, science, but he knows like kind of what to say. And when you have a lot of money, they don't really ask questions or people just go, yeah, yeah, because they don't want to lose, you know, the ability to get you to donate. But they tried gun running. They introduced him to Douglas Lease, who's part of, uh, he's in the UK, was part of, um, a procurement of fighter jets and stuff from Saudi Arabia. It's a little boring story, I guess, but it's very, you know, lucrative contracts in a gray area, not quite black market or, or above ground. It's how a lot of weapons deals are. They're kind of get tornado planes and stuff. And anyway, they, they weren't very good at any of that, but they found their niche in this, their proclivity towards perverted debaucherous, um, kidnapping and raping and so that's where they decided to thrive and they really like okay well then <clears throat> wexner sets him up he's part of the mega group like here's how it works because they've done this before you're going to target these people you're going to groom some kids who are just perfect at this um get them addicted to it you know and we're going to target these said people they've got they profile people um, they go after the donor class. They go after science and tech. Um, there are other rings, like congressmen, etc. They all seem to be part of this. And it seems to be whenever somebody does blow the whistle, out comes the dirt, right? Whether it's Elliot Spitzer, oh, you had an affair. Vitter, oh, you had an affair. Scott Ritter, oh, you jerked off on webcam some girl or whatever. There's always, they, I don't know, guys just have no self-control. <laughs> but you don't seem to be able to get in a position of power without being compromised. And so they just won't let, they just won't let someone they don't have dirt on uh, behind the wheel. So, yeah. So for people who don't know, the mega group is a group of billionaires who are obviously ultra hardcore Zionists. And yeah. there's the Bronfins from Canada. There's uh, Wexner. Talk about what the mega group is, who's in it and their motivations for funding these kind of things. Yeah, mega is the donor class. So it's people were looking for mega, like there's mention of mega as a mole. Um, it's like, should in the Israelis in a cable scene, we should we approach mega with this? Um, when APAC was caught spying on the United States for the one millionth time or whatever, or you know, the Jonathan Pollard case and stuff, they want to know, like, can we get can mega overturn this? Mega is the mega group. And it's a group of philanthropists in their own words, but it's a bunch of Zionist Jewish billionaires from the U.S. and Canada who are actually the, the second generation. The first generation is the Sunborn group. 
which was the clique of Jewish millionaires that got together to help finance the terrorist organizations that created the state of Israel. And they did everything from smuggling dynamite to people uh, to uranium out of the United States and Europe to not from Europe, uranium, the rest of it, though, to uh, Palestine so that they could create a state on top of a state. And they worked with organized crime. Mickey Cohen put up a million dollars for the Ergun gang. A million dollars is an enormous amount of money. This is in the time. 30s or 40s? 40s, yeah. Okay. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Back then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Still. they work with Meyer Lansky and all the crime lords and whatnot. And, you know, so Rudolph Sonborn and Hillel Silver and these people, Rabbi Friedman and... They're meeting with Frank Sinatra and, Mer- and Meyer Lansky and all the who's who of uh, Jewish mafia in the United States. One of the other things they were doing in gun running to Israel was the anti-Castro cu- Cubans, which were supposed to rise up during the Bay of Pigs, didn't because they didn't actually have the weapons because all of that had been diverted to Israel. They stole, Hank Greenspun stole weapons out of Hawaii, which is becoming a U.S. state, so they... Um, stole guns from scrapyards a lot of the surplus world war ii weapons right you just had world war ii and it's over so what do you do with all these toys a lot of the surplus world war ii weapons ended up in israel they're supposed to decommission or whatever and they would just lie or moving around and you know greenspun sent it to mexico who sent it to israel he would end up buying the flamingo hotel uh, after they shot Bugsy Siegel, passed it on to Mo Dalitz, another Jewish gangster, who then sold it to the Petita family, which is the the family that used to own UFC up until a couple of years ago. Oh wow, it's, yeah. the the threads, man, still going. So the mega group. Remember in Trump's Zionist Ball and Chain, where I was talking about uh, WWE and UFC, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave this alone for now. But trust me, it, it, it it's, it's very much alive. It's alive and well and thriving. So the mega group. Now, when you when we think about it, we don't just think of like a bunch of guys in a boardroom. We have a bunch of these billionaires who are very, very powerful under themselves. So they don't necessarily all have to be meeting saying we're going to target these group of people because we have access agents to get to them. And then we're going to get the yeah. dirt on them. And then when they're something- not going to do it themselves either. They're going to outsource yeah. that to Epstein and stuff like so you don't you don't want to risk your billionaires committing crimes themselves right. so the you just have the defense. plausible deniability oh i just donated to this foundation mm. or whatever i thought he was a great guy and you know damn well <laughs> he was a i smart just guy. gave him a house because reasons you know <laughs> right right so when, when, when people say oh wow epstein lived in uh it's like 72nd street this multi multi-million dollar biggest private School. residence in new york city and wexner just gave it to him for a dollar so people say that and then they don't look beyond that they don't get going any deeper into it so Les Wexner is part of the mega group. Part of the mega group. Les, Les Wexner in, and the Bronfmans and some of the people you're naming. I mean, they, they're the ones that created Birthright Israel. All the, Steinhardt. And the St- yep. Yeah. Steinhardt and the, and the Schottenstein family out of Ohio, just like Wexner. Right. They're bankrolling all of this stuff. And, um, and they're doing it through foundations and putting money into uh, trusts and endowments and colleges and research and stuff. Yeah, they just move money around in a circle and launder it and move it around. And then Epstein takes it and he moves it around. And that's what pays for the jet, what pays for the island, what pays it's, for yes, it's tax evasion. And it's also a way of you can't just hand somebody 
$150 million for, you know, babysitting or something. Like, <laughs> you have to have a pretext. Right. So they'll say, well, this is for the cleaning up the oceans or whatever. You know, oh, like, Terramar. That's yeah, right. That, that this bullshit. is for something, something. Yeah. And you can't really prove how much cleaner the oceans got or not anyway, over <laughs> many years. No. So. Yeah, that thing's now defunct. But looking at the board of that, it's a bunch of criminals. Um, right. So it's, it's just it's so endless. And I've gone over the details of exactly which foundations, how much money mm -hmm. named them all. I've done that. I've made a giant map of it. Right. I've gone over it in interviews ad nauseum. But I'm trying to give the macro picture for the noobs so they don't get yes. lost. In this the, is in yeah, the, this all, is why I want that. But. Yep, this Gratitude is America is the one you need to you need do you need to know about this one? Epstein made a uh, an LLC called Grat or foundation called Gratitude America that was principal in gathering money from people like Leon Black. Um, right, because Black uh, had to he, he bribed uh, the police office in uh, Florida with a a company he made that was supposedly for science but it gives hundreds of thousands of dollars to the police department that's investigating Epstein, right? <laughs> the corruption <laughs> is just, it runs, mm -hmm. it runs so deep. That um, was set up by Darren Indyke. That was one, his principal lawyer. He can, there's photographs of him going in and out of the New York mansion with boxes of something, you know, God, the rape mansion. So Worms. Wexner yep. sets him up with the rape mansion and has it outfitted with cameras and recording devices everywhere and pinholes and all the bathrooms and all the rooms. And we got people like Ehud Barak at the rape mansion. We got people like yep. Prince Andrew at the rape mansion. Um, how is it that Prince Andrew and Ehud Barak are not, they're, they're not in any more hot water? I mean, we know Andrew was, but I mean, is it just because they're part of that protected class and, and a huge house of cards would fall if a couple of those big names went down? I mean, Andrew ought to be. He's been accused of raping a minor, and there's a photograph of them together. Right. What's your explanation for why you're hanging out with some 17-year-old American kid at some other woman's house at night while you're a married royal supposedly getting pizza or whatever? There isn't any. But he's part of the protected class. I mean, it's very hard to take down any member of the royal family yeah. because all of them protect the one that does it because they feel like it. You know, if one of us goes down, it affects us all. Mutually assured destruction. I would say the opposite. I would say if all of you are abetting someone's crime, now you made it. So all of you are part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah, Prince Andrew, not only was, did he rape Virginia Dufresne and visit Epstein multiple times, but he used to visit um, Peter Nygaard as well, who's currently in jail for the same things. Another billionaire, another island. Yep. Another Canadian billionaire didn't own an island but almost owned all the property on it and uh <laughs> he had a little hatfield and mccoy war going on with his neighbor uh, Mr. uh bacon another billionaire from north carolina and down there in the bahamas but and he actually got sued by uh, sean connery over property disputes so bond sued him <laughs> Yeah, James Bond sued him. <laughs> when uh, when Robert Walters asked Connery, Mr. Connery, years ago you said, uh, you know, hitting women wasn't a bad thing. Do you stand by that? He's like, well, yes, and my views haven't changed. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but sometimes I just can't let it go. That, in, that interview, <laughs> that's that's gold. That's a gold, gold mine. Well, he, he made it 90 rights years. and lefts. God. Um, so, you know what? I've always been curious too, Ryan. Just a different generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Connery. Couldn't have been easy being married to that dude. Um, what I don't hear a lot about is, is Epstein's brother. Is that Mark Epstein? 
Uh huh. It's real estate agent in what New is, York. That, what is his whole role in this thing, and and why why don't we hear more about him? Because he, he's so wealthy, and like you get a lot of shit when you uh, start reporting on these people. Like, I'm banned on everything right now. Mark Epstein is the one that procured a lot of the housing adjacent to Wexter's mansion, where they housed models from MC squared that were being provided to them by Jean-Luc Burnell, who is also in yeah, prison right wanna, now. And he's yeah, a child. Touch on, touch on him too. So it's like, okay, explain to me how these 12 to 17 year old girls are affording this apartment in New York, like uh, at all, like, Oh, they're of, I don't care if there's 20 roommates, no way. Right. But they would house these models there and they go, oh, well, the agency pays for the building and it's, you know, just to house our models right next to Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. And a lot of the um, rape tourism, I'll call it, didn't have to happen in Epstein's personal house. It could go just down the block and do it. Uh, they had the whole 14th floor of a hotel at one point. And Ehud Barak was often visiting these places as well as Epstein's uh, rape mansion. And everybody knew when he was coming into town because he's, he's the prime minister of Israel and he's got all the security detail around him. And they all wear the same rape jacket, that black jacket that Prince Andrew and Epstein are wearing in the photograph in the mm -hmm. park. All the Israeli Secret Service stuff wear that. And who uh, Barack would wear it. He'd often also wear this, a big like fuzzy hat and stuff trying to disguise himself. Like, what are you doing? If you come here with the equivalent of the Israeli social security, right? And you all have your little black SUVs and stuff like you're not hiding. You're not blending in dude. from the locals. Exactly. No, no. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get picked up and photographed. Mm -hmm. They're going to see you. Yeah. Jean-Luc Brunel. So that's another name. You know, obviously he's in custody. He's arrested. Who is Jean-Luc Brunel and what was his role in the Epstein trafficking ring? Jean-Luc Brunel was from France. Um, he is a. He's known for he and his goons would go around and Bill Cosby people. They would drug women at clubs and then bring them back to their place and rape them um, and other things. Uh, he was known for that roofing people and what we call hot Cosby. Putting growth hormones in the drink and stuff. Zombifies people and raping them. And he got into this thing called Karen Models, uh, which is a French company. And he... He basically he brought the Karen brand Karen models America was sold to MC squared, which is a modeling company out of Tel Aviv, Israel. And so he was running MC squared USA and uh, and they had a branch in Paris as well. So he went from Karen to MC squared. MC squared has been a honeypot. Uh, that's just like a way. How are you going to get a bunch of young, good looking women? Modeling agency, perfect. You know, oh, you're here to get pictures, and some of the ways that you know who would they model for? Well, be LL brands, right? If they couldn't get Victoria's Secret, there's Abercrombie and Finch and these other things that they own, and models as young as twelve would be like naked in black and white photos, but they'd cover their nipple, or whatever, and just to sell clothing in the store, and they'd plaster that crap all over the store too, and those are kids. Like, oh, that girl looks young. <laughs> Excuse me, she is. Yeah. Uh, so that was a way to stovepipe a steady supply of young women. And in 89, you've got the collapse of the Soviet Union. And so you had hyperinflation of the ruble and all, all those. Uh, there was desperate 
need to get foreign currency in the Eastern Bloc because your savings was just gone. Whatever, no matter how much it was, it's useless because of the hyperinflation. So to get foreign currency, people were looking for jobs abroad. And again, girls were lured into modeling jobs, nannying, babysitting, maids, whatever. And of course, as soon as they got them, they take their passport away and force them into prostitution, just like Israel had been doing since its inception and getting to pass. Like no one would call them out on it um, because the same organizations that are moving women around are also attached to like Holocaust relief funds and things like that. And it's political suicide to, to question it because then you're a Nazi, right? You can't say, well, they're using that as cover for human trafficking, which they definitely are still doing and were doing. You just, no one will go near it. You know, I mean, they won't even admit the Palestine conflict. They won't even talk about settlements, right? Like that's how you can't much, you can't touch that anything to do with Israel. We let you know how, um, how powerful this group is. I mean, they run the press in the United States and a lot of congressmen are compromised from these rings. So but it's, it's, it's really nasty. Anyway, Burnell comes over and he, he becomes a provider for Epstein. So he sent him 12 year old triplets at one point who were all three raped. Yeah, like for a birthday or something, that story's out yeah, there, right? Yeah, it was a birthday present, gave him the triplet, 12-year-olds. He was providing women to Epstein and others, and to Maxwell, but Epstein was, uh, after Epstein got caught, Burnell's like, oh, my reputation is ruined. This is the when he went to jail and sort of went to jail in 08. It wasn't really jail, jail. It was a sweetheart deal, but yeah. Burnell actually sues Epstein, <laughs> you know, say, to distance himself, but it's a... It's, you know, always accuse others of what you're guilty of yourself, right? He he was every bit as much into the same hobbies, we'll say, as Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, he would drug women. Epstein's niche was more of like, um, okay, come give me a massage, and it would kind of escalate in eroticism. Burnell would just drug and rape him. Whatever, rape is rape. Um but yeah, he took advantage of all these young girls. And MC Squared uh, has also sort of flown under the radar in this whole thing. There's still a working company in Israel right now. And they were recruiting girls from all over the world and sending them to the Caribbean, New Mexico, these isolated places. So where, where was Brunel, anything they wanted to happen could happen. Where was Brunel apprehended? Who was he arrested by? And what's the status of Jean-Luc Brunel right now? So he got arrested in December, like Nygaard and Burnell both got arrested last December. Um, during the Trump presidency, a lot of pedo major pedophiles went to prison and they're almost all tied to Epstein or Nygaard. And the Bronfmans are the bridge between both, right? Because they're involved in, and Andrew is also a bridge between both. Like I, I have a calendar that's behind the Palestinian flag, but it says, on one of the monthly quotes, Prince Andrew is the Kevin Bacon of pedophile rings. Six degrees separation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Epstein is, is majorly successful. I mean, he's got Hood Barat. He's got Hood Omar. He had Tony Blair, Bill Clinton. You're talking about the heads of states of Israel, the United Kingdom, the United States, all the way to the top. And who has a black book like that? And then you've got royalty from uh spain england so on like people you shouldn't know are all in this book uh and of course dershowitz who's a serial uh rapist defender like he's whether it's uh 
uh, all these people, Roman Polanski, I mean, Bravich. Yeah, you got, you got Dershowitz um, writing letters, you know, putting out op-eds about the age of consent and all that, lowering it. And a, a number of these people, the Schotensteins, Dershowitz, and Steinhardt and Stahl, all personally wrote Bill Clinton to get Mark Rich pardoned and Pincus Green. And Mark Rich and Pincus Green were trafficking people, too. Uh, Mark Rich was on Interpol's Most Wanted list for a long time. Yeah, he, he had his own a, jet, Mark Rich. Yeah, he ran Glencore Commodity Companies, and they were... Is he from California? Principal exploitation of a lot of African nations, and that's another way that you can get kids is uh, yeah. poverty-stricken, broken areas. Right. Right. So you have all these ghouls. And yeah, you mentioned New Mexico, the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. Now, what, what's the status of the Zorro Ranch right now? And, and how does well, that tie you know, They the bribed the governor of New Mexico. Well, they had right? Richardson. Yeah, they had him compromised. Bill Richardson. And so, yeah, he had a, a ranch surrounded. It's kind of like an island because yeah, getting all access the property to around yeah, the, the mansion or whatever is no, one's, no one can get in there. I mean, it's like his own private little part of New Mexico. So he has that. And, you know, what was weird is they didn't raid the New Mexico or the Paris properties for months. I'm like, well, you're giving them months to go in and get rid of everything. Exactly. Like they raided New York and they found CDs and things and they found stuff in the safe. And then they just let everything else sit there. Palm Beach, Little St. Jeffrey's was just sitting there. Paris, by the time they went into Paris, it had been clean, like with a fine tooth comb and toothbrush, like nothing was there. They moved everything out. And you got to wonder, well, why would the FBI do this? Why would the Paris um, authorities do this? Then you look at who it's comprised of. And you're like, oh, y'all are part of it. The bars. Um, yeah. Bars, Ray, you know, the, 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 these people do, yeah, are he's bringing down the themselves. deep state, though. Take it down the deep, he is the fucking deep state, he is the deep state, you know. Yeah, it's, it's complete horse shit. They, they um, went after your Epstein because Trump had personal beef with him and Maxwell, and he's an <laughs> egomaniac, and they just didn't, didn't know how big that was going to be. I know, and then they really limited it to that. It's just Epstein, Burnell, and Maxwell got arrested out of that ring. And then other people have been stepping down and stuff. Yeah, like Black you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so when Ghislaine got popped and uh, Trump was asked about it, he's like, I don't really know her, but uh, I wish her well. I just wish her well. Well, I'd point out that that's not from pressure from mass media. Mass media covered Epstein when they thought it went to Trump, right? They're like, oh, right. Acosta, we Trump. take Trump the down The moment it didn't, there's like, oh, we're not interested. But online media, where it's still allowed, have been keeping this case alive and enough so that the people at global apollo wanted to look in and audit uh leon black and figure out that oh wow you did give 158 actually 168 million dollars to epstein explain uh they started looking into bill gates because i mean his own wife's divorcing him over it because he just right. lied to her that like, what are you doing late at night and writing things like oh a very attractive swedish woman and her daughter came over so i ended up staying late in the night what kind of married guys like, yeah, I'm just hanging out with my friend and a model. And Is that a, a text message he, came. he sent to his wife? He wrote, no, he wrote that in an email saying, I explaining why he was and late. Email, and these emails got leaked. Yeah. These are in the New York times and stuff now, but Jesus. it wasn't. Um, this case was dead other than activist journalism, like kept it going. 
and people, the public's interested. Every little nugget of information about Epstein is, is you know, they're on it like it, a Kennedy file, you know. Mm-hmm. But Fox, CNN, the networks, they're done. Like they don't report it at all. It was no, a little bit in no, 2019 super, super and official. over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had to point people, Ryan, into a direction that you look to, and I know obviously you're the gold standard to research yourself, but if you had to point, uh, you know, so-called normies in a direction that is good information, that are people who do good work on this, who would you point them towards? Myself, for actually. I mean, I hate saying something like that, but I don't know a better Epstein thing. Sean Atwood's been covering it with a lot of different people, anyone. Yeah, and all, all the Sean Atwood stuff yep. is good. Um, Kirby Summers is doing work on it. I mean, there's, there's lots of people. I mean, everybody knows a little piece of it, it seems. But I think yeah. what the women themselves say, Virginia Giuffray, uh Farmer, what the victims have come out and said themselves is enough information. Um, as far as like, if you want to know about the white collar crimes they did, him setting up liquid funding limited and using that to um, basically as a subsidiary of Bear Stearns to offset toxic assets temporarily and buy them back at the first of the month so they would look good for rating agencies and move around commercial paper and the scandals at Tower Financial. If you, all the financial stuff like ANC has covered that the best. Uh, as far as the rape rings and things, they're, they're all kind of reporting on like who, you know, who's caught up in this web or whatever, but not tracing it back just maybe Wexner, but not why. And what was Wexner just doing? Just whispers of Wex, Wexner, not even yeah. that deep, just superficial whispers. People didn't, with Mega, they didn't know what the Mega donors were. They just said the Mega group, you know, and they had like this one post from LaRouche or whatever that all of them quote and never got any deeper. I'm like, dude, I know exactly who those people are and what they're doing. Yeah, you uh, this pulled is, back This the is layers. Israel. I mean, this is... Yeah, this is this is an Israeli intelligence. It is. It's obviously operation. like Maxwell's yeah, daughter is, is running the operation. Yeah, know? and they've got prime ministers on the list. Yeah, and and they Wexner is financing them through the Wexner Foundation, which Jeffrey Epstein was a part of, was financing the Hood Barak, and uh, through reporting Carbine. Yeah, uh, you see that a lot. And then I wanted to ask you about you know obviously the whole thing is super dark, but uh, another thing that the, I don't know that there's more than whispers or what kind of evidence there is out there but epstein actually killing people and Mm -hmm. and, and victims being killed their bodies you know what does that look like and and what's out there on that for research and testimony from survivors well they had different classes of uh victims and the expendables the ones with no family the ones kidnapped from eastern europe from or an orphanage is or uh, just some trailer park somewhere with, you know, they get them hooked on heroin and have Modi, or they'd take them out. The expendables have been erased. Um, there were others, you know, because Epstein, like his, his core group, people like Virginia, like native English speaking girls that he found locally, uh, he groom them and keep them. And she escaped in a very clever way. She's like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna go to Thailand, but he was, the ones he wanted to impregnate, because this was his weird ass goal, he was going to start making babies with the sort of thin blonde ballerina types that he favored. And Selena Dubin seemed to be one of those. Regina Giuffray seemed to be one of those. This guy was way out there. He wanted to clone himself in New Mexico. He wanted to preserve his brain and penis and cryogenics and like crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the person. big, the big egg. Wexner's favorite egg. Yeah, but if you weren't one of the ones he was going to impregnate. 
uh, they didn't keep you around that long. Like once you were done, you got passed around to other rings. Those guys would rape and abuse you for a while. And then they would take care of it. Epstein didn't have to kill you himself. They just send you to a, a fellow billionaire rape ring. And then knowing damn well what they do with those girls. Right. And then they get disappeared. So when we see on the news, a young girl who's found somewhere of a heroin overdose or a drug overdose or X, know. Y, and Z. Yeah. It's, it, you can't say, but chances the are. Same thing to little boys in um, both the finders cult and Franklin credit. Finders and Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. They get them hooked on heroin and, and other drugs. And these people are like willing to suck a dick because they need their fix so bad. You know, so they do it willingly. Yeah, it's, um, oh, it's just that it's, it's so dark, but it's uh, it's not something that's talked about a lot about it, but it's it's reality. It's a harsh mm -hmm. it's a harsh reality. And, and, and they change policy forever. I mean, there was Clinton's more public hunting trap was Monica Lewinsky. Right. Mm -hmm. Trying to get him to bomb Iraq. But the Israelis had. Um, the Israelis had always been anti-Iran. Uh, until like the middle of Clinton's presidency, there was like they wanted to get rid of Iran and Iraq, which Ariel Sharon was the anti Iran guy, but Netanyahu was like, No, we're gonna take out Iraq first, then Iran. Uh, and they approached Clinton's with this, but one of the things they wanted is they needed James Woolsey as the director of the CIA, and they got it. And Clinton hated him, didn't talk to him his entire tenure. You know? Yeah, that's another they thing. Had I wanted, and they brought I him wanted in. to get into ex explain. Right. So the Clinton Woolsey thing, an Epstein blackmail ring exists on one level to manipulate policy, manipulate appointments, manipulate cabinets, what leaders mm -hmm. in America do. So, yeah, we'll dig a because little bit. Because the president's that. temporary. It's yes. way better to get hold of the CIA. Like, if you can get the CIA, you have the fucking CIA. Yeah. So, so the Israelis in the 90s wanted James Woolsey. So, who was James Woolsey and why did they want James, him to be CIA director? He is a hardcore zionist loyalist this is the guy that was the source for the weekly standard and pnax anthrax mythology right james woolsey is the one that came back and reported about the bogus atta prague meeting and he's sourcing israeli intelligence right so he said israeli security forces witnessed the transfer of anthrax from senior iraqi officials of muhammad Azim prague every single part of that's a lie they weren't in prague Neither was Ada, and Iraq didn't have anthrax. But Woolsey, oh, he's the former director of the CIA, and he's saying it. And so then Gary Schmidt and Fred Barnes would write about it, sourcing Woolsey, who's sourcing the Israelis, in the Weekly Standard, which was just the kind of online mouthpiece using Lockheed seed money for the project of a new American century for Robert Kagan and William Crystal. Robert Kagan would also write about anthrax. And then Colin Powell would go to the UN with a mock bottle of anthrax doing that speech about WMDs. Right. And that's the legal reason for why the war in Iraq the starts. war happened. Yeah. So well, Israel wanted a war in Iraq and Woolsey made it happen after September. He made it happen again. They did it twice. Right. The second Iraq war is based on this WMDs mythology, which again came from James Woolsey. What does that look like? BB Netanyahu, people from Mossad, people at the embassy here in DC approach Clinton. There's people in, Say, hey, we uh, got this recording of you. We got these pictures of you. We need Woolsey to be your CIA director. So, like, they, they're not going to out him and lose the presidency. The leverage. They're, so they're going to they're gonna push it, but so far, right? Okay. okay, you can get this and this. And there's competing factions in Israel. 
Right. One wants this, one wants that. Right. And Clinton seemed to be compromised by both. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Bubba. So, yeah. Bubba, Bubba couldn't, cocaine cowboy couldn't control himself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Israel benefited from the war in the Balkans. They scooped up a lot of, a lot of kids. Anytime there's a conflict, the predators go in and prey on the newly homeless children Jesus. or the, you know, the newly, new, newly orphaned kids, you know, and scoop them up and bring them in these rings. And it's disgusting, man. It's, uh, it's dark. Saudi Arabia does the same thing in Sudan. If, if they're old enough, uh, and male, they'll get used as mercenary soldiers and send into Yemen or wherever to go die. And if they're women, uh, yeah, exactly what you think happens, happens. So how do we connect it to what's going on in the Gaza today in policy with Israel and Palestine? Because obviously, movers and shakers in Washington's are, Washington are compromised by is Israel and the Mossad. Biden certainly is. He thinks children are a scratch and sniff sticker. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we see what he do. He does that just when he knows cameras are on him in the Senate floor. Yeah, he has no. that little self-control, and he'll still yeah. do it even when he knows there's a camera on him. Come here. He showers with his relatives. And Come here. You want to shower with Daddy, Ryan? You want to come shower with Daddy? I love Hunter. I'm so goddamn proud of him. But, um, it, yeah, so they're still pulling the strings. We got a out. film on the Bidens called Corn Pops Revenge Corn that Pops gets Revenge. into all the just sick debauchery, man. They ripped off cancer research after their son died of brain cancer. Yeah, oh, it's dollars. a special place in hell for those people, man. It's 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 they disgusting. They're involved in hit and runs and refuse to pay the families. And come on, you know, man, working come on, with man. Boston he, Mafia. He jumped out of the car, Ryan. Come on, man. My brother didn't see him. Right. Yeah. But yeah. um, so clearly, <laughs> movers and shakers in the administration now, um, who at the Pentagon, they're they're compromised by the Mossad in Israel. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, and they really thought Hillary was going to get in there. And she oh, didn't. And, oh, he, dude, the king was not supposed to win. He was no. not Trump. They had to get rid of him. They had to get rid of him. They tried to impeach him day one. They got rid of Michael yeah, the Flynn. Russian, Russian bullshit. Yeah, Michael Flynn had the whole thing was because of Israel. He went to the UN Security Council trying to get them to change their votes about Israeli settlements. And he went to all of them. And one of the ones, including like France and Britain, was Russia. So he talked to them like his job is to do. Right. But he went in there trying to convince them to change their vote on that at the behest of uh, Jared Kushner, who was doing it at the behest of Netanyahu. Maybe. Yeah. And it, they didn't touch that with a six million foot pole. Instead, they decided you spoke to Russia, Russia gate, you know, Russia right. hacked the election, Russia, Russia, Russia. The, the thing they feared the most was normalizing relations with Russia. Yeah, detente then, with Russia. Right. The war in Syria is over. All mm -hmm. that stuff's over if U.S. works with Russia. Because that, that's he what the king wanted. He, he spoke of it all through the primary. I think it'd be nice, mm -hmm. Ryan, if we got along with Russia. Okay. We, yeah, we, we, could be, we could be partners. We could be partners. But he did end CIA funding in Syria after he, one day after meeting with Putin. Uh, it was June 17th of 2017. He ended it all. But... Um, you know, he also lobbed uh, cruise missiles at him too, and yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't too great. So, does did Epstein have anything on Trump? I mean, what did what did they have on Trump? Or did they they try to get him? Did they not get him? What's your take on that? Trump is a is a willing ideological participant. I mean, he's a Zionist anyway. His family, his youngest daughter, married into the Kushner family. You don't need anything on Trump if you have something on her, then you control him too. He'd do right. anything for his, his baby doll. Uh, and, you know, 
If she wasn't my daughter, Ryan, we'd probably be dating. Okay. We'd probably be dating. <laughs> he said that many times. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty so, sick thing to yeah. say. That's something Biden would actually do. He yeah. married the babysitter. Yeah. Come on. You want to come share? Like that happened. Daddy? His wife it's... dies in a car accident and he marries Hunter's babysitter. Hunter's babysitter is going to babysit. I me imagine in my that time was of... good for his children. going to babysit me in my time of need, Ryan. Okay. About babysitters this, now their mom this right? is about the soul of amtrak okay i'm from amtrak <laughs> i'm from amtrak pennsylvania ryan god god bless your soul mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's a gangster planet and and um you know i just i want people to be more aware of it and and not i'm not as, i'm not afraid to talk Gaza, about it right like, we're not afraid to talk was... about it right so how do we connect it to what's happening right now in our response to i palestine? would say it's it's overkill like the thing with palestine is they're on board with that anyway, just from the normal APAC bribery. Mm -hmm. It's the largest lobby in the world, in the United States, at least. And um, a lot of Christian Zionists have an affinity for Israel. Like they think it's their land and God gave it to them. And it's in the Bible and Jews are supposed to have Israel. That's what they genuinely believe. Um, and because you can't say otherwise or you'll be blasted as anti-Semitic, right? Uh, it's the media in the United States that is pushing that more than anything. Not blackmail. APAC is a big, is huge, but it's Jeff Zucker and Jeff Zuckerberg and people like that that are like hardcore Zionists. Zucker's CNN, Want, right? He Zucker's runs CNN. CNN. He's yeah. the worst. They, and he has a very hands-on control the whole you know newsroom uh, kind of method. And they they are pro-Israel. And you know Gaza, they're just a bunch of human shields. That's everything yeah. that Israel blows up. Must a have been a Hamas shield. base, right? Yeah. Including the SS Liberty and the SS Patria, those were Hamas bases back in the day, even though Hamas didn't even exist yet. Uh, so that's you know they would have done that anyway. As far as you know, maybe some people don't speak out on it when they would have because they're compromised or something. But because it is weird that there's not a single person on a, any three-letter network or one congressperson to say hey enough's enough on this yeah. what are we doing and are they all careerist i mean you'd think someone that was about to retire would say hey you know, maybe yeah. maybe we shouldn't be supporting ethnic cleansing here and there but you know they do the same thing for saudi arabia and hmm. that doesn't have all the religious stuff behind because you could say well christians identify with israel or whatever but saudi arabia is an islamic monarchy Right, we're supposed to be democracy, and like, so you have a monarchy that is Wahhabist, that is openly financing Al Qaeda in your face, right in front of you, and you sell them guns. Oh, I mean, so they bring MBS. The MIC is powerful, like yes. the weapons, because Lockheed's <clears throat> the one that financed PNAC, right? So these weapons industries, that's that's corporate welfare to the nth degree. The trough. And they got a lot of sway, and you think, you know. Former APAC employees like Wolf Blitzer sitting there pontificating about, you know, well, what about all the jobs we'd lose if we didn't find this Lockheed Martin? <laughs> right? Destroy human life 8,000 miles away. Yeah, what about what about all these weapon industry jobs? Like, are you serious? Like, you can still build weapons if you're not using them. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Saudi Arabia gets the same protection. So you really are. The, the kind of people that the media will allow you to even know about to elect are on board with these right. things. So you're, it's a, it's a false, false illusion. It's an illusion of choice. You don't really have a choice there. All you can do is damage control. And now and then you'll get uh, a mediocre 
Tulsi Gabbard, Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, somebody that is, you know, seems to be against all these things, but the few and yeah. far between and the media smears them. Right. Well, I mean, that, that was, that was one of the most base things a member, a sitting member of Congress has ever done going to Syria and meeting with Assad. I mean, that's when she really first came to. Yes. You know, Richard she... Black did it. He's a state Senator for Virginia. He went over and met him and he's there. there some... Yeah. He met his oh, wife. That's, met his that's based. You should check out the interview with Richard Black, Senator Richard Black of Virginia, state yep. senator. Okay. Uh, not the federal senator. Currently a state senator? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he is yeah. based. He knows Syria. He gets it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you saw what happened. Because it doesn't go that. all the way down to every level because they don't need all of them. They just need – all they need is the courts and the press and the Senate, and they got it. Yeah. And, and when you do something like that, like Tulsi did, man, she came back and got absolutely skewered by everybody. Oh, they called her a but, Russian agent. Yeah, you Russian know? asset. It, and you if you're not apologist. a Russian asset or a Nazi, like you're not doing it right. Because that's their two <laughs> weapons. Right? You're either a, right, a white right. supremacist Nazi or you're a Russian agent or a hacker yeah. or whatever. Russian hackers. Right. Wow. Well, <laughs> Hillary lost that election all on her own. Like oh. Russia did, Russian interference. Oh, my Dude, God. Facebook and Twitter had the interference. YouTube had the interference. They canceled the Facebook pages for the two Republican senators at, at a race that breaks the tie in the Senate. Right. But not the Democrats. Right. There was enormous election fraud. You can have one side counting millions of votes in the middle of the night and the other parties not even allowed to look at it. And you're not allowed to verify it. And the first bill they pass when they get in office is getting rid of voter ID in federal elections. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Exactly. Come on. Come on, man. It's about the soul of America, Ryan. They stole it. And I they, mean, you know, it, they stole it. I don't like Bernie, but they stole it from him, too. Oh, he was rat fucked royally. He absolutely stole it from him. And they yeah. stole it. They didn't steal it, but they kind of forced him out with Tulsi Gabbard and Ron Paul because. Ron Paul, even when he won, they wouldn't acknowledge it. They just lied about it, and they would give him like two minutes in the debates, mm -hmm. and they call, yeah, him just call him racist, crazy. racist newsletters, crazy uncle, yeah. whatever. And then uh, Tulsi qualifies for the debates. Said, "Well, now mm -hmm. you got to make this much." So she yep. did. She's like, "Well, knock this off my shoulder. I dare you." Okay, cross this line. You know. Yep. So they just said, "Well, no, you just can't be in the debates. You met all the criteria, but we're still not going to let you do it. But we're going to let others who didn't meet oh, that criteria." We had do it. we had forums here in New Hampshire. They let fucking Deval Patrick into clown yeah. who got in the race super late. Tulsi was here for a fucking year. We were here for a year doing. We did over probably close to 200 events, town halls. She met all people all over the state. Deval Patrick announces he's running. They banned her Google him, ads. Yeah. They, oh, they cut the ads like, big time. She got, she, she got to talk, you know, on the stage. First time a lot of people ever saw her probably. Right. right. And they were Googling the hell out of her. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, it's part of that is because she's good looking. Because let's face it, they're like, yeah, let's see Tulsi. But some of that, they're like, who's this woman that's actually making sense? Well, saying saying things, yeah, we're not hearing anyone else say. Just mm -hmm. basic shit that just common sense like, to the rest of us. Somebody went the... off script. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She went off script. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Well, they 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 messed with her. And she immediately was like, it's you, Hillary. You yeah. know, you are the rot of the system. She knew exactly oh, who was doing was, it from the shadows. That was everything. And she's 100% right. It was Hillary. That was everything we, knew, we knew Hillary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'll always love Trump for beating her. I'm, I'm so happy Hillary That's was the best thing the, he ever did. Denied the presidency <laughs> by Donald fucking Trump, Ryan. I mean, it, it, it's pretty satisfying to know that she's going to wake up every day the rest of her miserable life, 
and she's going to just think about him, his face. You lost to that guy. You fucking lost to Trump. He was the hand-picked <laughs> opponent. And you picked him. You helped prop him up, Thinking, you oh, This will dummy. be easy. <laughs> He's like, you underestimate how bad people hate you, bitch. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, because you'd be in jail. <laughs> I know. She's like, it's just he so- had Bill Clinton's rape victims in the front row when, of the debate. When he, when he brought them and did that press conference and Bannon was in the back, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. That's when he was playing for real, dude. He brought a nuclear device to a uh, knife fight. Yeah. Oh, he's like, it was locker room talk, Ryan. Bill Clinton has done much worse on the golf course. Okay. He has actually <laughs> done, he has done these things. And then Hillary, who is a nasty lady who has a lot of hate in her heart, covered up his crimes and harassed the women. And the thing is, Trump was telling the truth about all of it. None of it was bullshit. It was all true. Well, Hillary was playing around with women, too. Oh, yeah. Huma. Huma. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my mom's cousin was her bodyguard for years, and she whoa, whoa, is a lesbian. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. Pause, pause, pause. Your mom's cousin. So your second cousin mm-hmm. was, was her bodyguard. Hillary Clinton's bodyguard. <laughs> His uniform in Arkansas or D.C.? No, in D.C. Oh, my God. And what did she say? she would have women in her bed i mean what do you mean what she said like she <laughs> he told us when when his mother died uh she used to live in soho i inherited she was a she's a retired nurse and artist so i mean she wasn't nursing she she lived a pretty long life when she died though um i inherited the bulk of her um art books and furniture and stuff like that this and is your grandmother no it's my mom's cousin's mother whatever oh, that is i, I see yep my, so gra- my grandfather's aunt. my grandfather's sister that's yeah. your great aunt yep um i had only met her twice but i met her when i was 13 and we had a a 20 hour conversation like from the time we were there talking until we went to like a rotating restaurant uh on the roof just talking about everything from science, art, philosophy. I was like, this is where I get it from. Um, <laughs> Cause it ain't from my folks. I'll tell you that. And I, we, and then I met her again twice, two more times when I was 18, I met her three times. It was the same thing, except I was much big difference between 13 and 18. Oh, yeah. And talked um, the entire time. And I learned a lot about her. You know, I, I'm a history person. So I wanted to know what was it like in New York at this point in time and da, 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 right. da, da. Learn more about my my granddad and stuff from her too, because I never met him. Uh, I met the other one though, but um, yeah, I it, she just left me everything. One of her sons basically lost his mind. He got married to a woman for years, and it turned out she just one day was like, "I'm a lesbian," and left, and he lost his mind. And the other one, what worked for government, was Hillary's bodyguard and all that. So, she, you know, that's more embarrassing than the than his brother. Uh, so she left things to me. Well, he had never met me, but wanted to, cause it's like, why did my mother leave everything to you? You're her grand. You're an obscure great nephew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like great nephew not, Dawson, not her kids, not her grandkids. They were like, it went to me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I was the last one to talk to her for listen to her. Like no one did that when, you know, people are lonely when they're older and it's bad. They hadn't discovered her body. She rotted for like a week. Her cats are eating her and stuff before they found her um, from Christmas to New Year's. She might, she died around Christmas, Christmas Eve, and then they didn't find her for a long time. It was, it was, it was bad. And, but we took a trip from Virginia to New York together 
and I'm hearing, I'm listening to him say, talking about everything. And he, he's kind of like nervous or whatever. He bought me, brought me some like, um, white house M&Ms and stuff and some, uh, little a pen that it was actually like a knife in it and stuff like i was 12 whatever <laughs> it, it, whatever but he had a submachine gun on him and it was going like 90 miles an hour the whole time and he got to walk around dc armed and he just gets to new york lays out all these guns and stuff on the bed and we're like where were those like i don't know how he's, he was wearing like a sweater i'm like where did you have Holy that shit. so this yeah. guy this guy was currently secret service when you saw him he was still yeah he, he still carried active, over pre presidential mm -hmm. protective detail Yep. Okay. Uh, you can see his shoulder in a bunch of photos of Hillary. Oh, so he wanted um, to know why. Why he knew Gary that wrote the book. Uh, that's an interview I'll give you later. They knew each other. I found out. But anyway, um, I could not get him to tell me anything like, you know, that secret is secret, right? Explicitly, yeah. Right until the way back, and you know, at first I tried. I even tried liquoring him up. That didn't work. We um hobo select but, uh, hobo choice. No, I didn't know about that yet. That's that's from Japan. I know. So um, you know, I I was like, look, you can have. I gave him his mom's stuff. Like it's mine, right. so I, I'm gonna give it to you. Where it should have gone. I kept all the art stuff because what he's gonna do with it. I, I actually yeah. do draw and stuff. So yeah. I kept, I kept. Uh, I had. I just took a dresser, some chairs, a table, and all of the books. And I was like, everything, all of the pictures and stuff are yours, dude. You know, all the, of course, you know, but, um, and <clears throat> all the money went to him and stuff too. But I, I just kept what he wasn't going to use. And, um, then he, he, he did, we got him going on the Clintons finally. And boy, I learned a lot. And I was like, this is before cell phones and all that, or I've recorded it. This is before all that, but I, I had it in my head. I was like, all right, I'm listening to all this and get it all down. I was trying to remember the names because he was telling me the names of the women and everything. Oh my gosh. So I sat there and he says, you cannot say anything about that. And I, I didn't mention it until after he died. He was actually a, a poll bearer for, um, president Ford. Oh, wow. Um, I remember seeing him on the news. I was in Tennessee. I was like, Oh, there's Marty. You know, his, his code name was, uh, Marty Allen. I can say this now because he's dead and whatever, but um, that ain't his real name. But uh, he uh, <laughs> he was there and he was, a, he was a very like Catholic, hardcore American patriot dude, you know, believed in all of it. Uh, but yeah, that, that that disturbed him about Mrs. Clinton <laughs> for sure. Yeah, she was just always yelling at Bill like. They didn't know how he put up with it. No wonder he went to Monica or whatever, because she was just, Nasty. they called her, her, her name was Evergreen. That was her code name. And if Evergreen was coming down the hallway, they all knew because she hated the cops and Secret Service people fucking hated them. Thought they were like spies for Bush Sr. And they're all paranoid. They went in and redid all the phone systems and stuff. And I'm like, well, I know why I did that. It wasn't to avoid what you tell the Republicans are spying on the phones like you guys do it's because uh, they, that whole thing, it, it, Israel had their ears on the white house from the Clintons onward because the entire phone networks they set up were there when Trump switched that, they just spied on him with the stingrays. Right. Yep. Cause it's cell phones at that point. <clears throat> Wasn't when the Clintons first went in. So yeah, they had the white house phones, Ken Starr and stuff. They listened to all those calls. 
Yeah, all. they knew about Monica. They knew about all of it. Uh, Israel really captured the White House under the Clintons, and they sabotaged the peace deals and anything to do with Gaza. You know, was eh, eh, not going to happen. So, how the hell was Obama able to get the Iran nuclear deal through? <laughs> well, it was really only on paper because. Obama's the one that originally put the sanctions on Iran in the first place. It's kind of like punching someone and then helping them up. Like, well, you're the one that hit them. But it was pressure from Europe and Asia that just could not do that deal. Like Japan, 99% of its fossil fuels are imported from abroad and Iran is a big chunk of that. And it's like, do you really want to make people more energy dependent on Russia? And, and did, so you had other factions that were like, hey, this... Um, this goes against our other said policies, right? But Israel kicked and screamed. And uh, so what they did was they made a deal, but they never followed through because they never unfroze the assets. They always said, we'll revisit this in six months. And if our weapons inspector or not weapons inspector, our, our nuclear inspectors clear you, uh, then, you know, then you can do open trade and da, 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 da. Well, six months would go by. Iran would pass all the said bars that were set and then they would just say, well, in another six months and kick the can down the road. And they did that all until he left office. So the Iran deal ran Schmiel because it was just a bunch of mouth and the European states were going to do what they wanted to do anyway. America isn't that all powerful. They can't make everyone uh, put an embargo on Iran, but they certainly tried. Trump just got rid of all pretense of that. He's just like, yeah, the hell with this deal. But in doing so, um, other states, um, especially in Asia, uh, China, Korea, Japan, they just started buying oil again. And um, so did some Europeans. The Europeans just did it in a, a roundabout way, right? And so it was, you know, black markets always win, seems to be the case. They go in with a flag of Panama and get oil and then, you know, in the middle of the water, flip it back to England or whatever and, and bring it in. So. Yeah. yeah. So to bring it kind of all full circle, I mean, it, it, obviously the stuff flared up in Palestine the last couple of weeks, but is it just going to kind of leave the news cycle and just go back to business as usual and nothing's going to happen? Or do you feel like because there, it was so outrageous and, and there was so many more eyes and just much more awareness on this thing that something has to give here? I mean, what, what do you see happening? I don't think that's determined. I think that depends on what we do. I think if we don't do anything, it will leave the news cycle. And that's sad. I mean, they're already attacking the Alaska mosque again. The the thing that kicked it off, Israel's doing it again already hours after the ceasefire. They're there shooting people with rubber bullets and beating on them, right? If if we don't drop it, like that's why I have the flag behind me today, even though I'm talking about Epstein. If we keep it in the consciousness, like this needs to be the last time. This needs to be, look, first they had a, a military defeat, Israel did. That's a huge PR defeat. I don't think they want it to flare up again. But that's assuming they're rational actors, which they aren't. These people are hell-bent on revenge. Like, it's pathological. they got to have it. Got it. Oh, no. They'll, they'll carry that around with them forever. So they will do it again. They'll attack again. And Hamas will fire rockets again. And it's going to get worse and worse every time Israel does it. I don't think this is the final time where like, well, this time everybody learned, not everybody, but better than 2014, better than, you know, cast lead or pillar of God or these stupid operations. Name. It is improving. And you can sort of see the, the writings on the wall. 
might, might be the next time or the next time after that, but the direction is a free Palestine. They can't put that genie back in the bottle. They're losing in Syria. Russia has decided to escort Iranian ships to deliver oil to Syria, which is what they need for their operations. A lot of people assume, well, Syria's in the Middle East. They have a lot of oil. Not really. Israel and Syria don't really have a lot of oil. Uh, Iraq does. Saudi Arabia does. Iran does. But, uh, and then Azerbaijan does. But not Syria never wasn't a big oil exporter or anything. And Rojava's annexed, and the U.S. Air Force protects it. Biden's not going to move on that. But with um, Israel being so exposed by Hamas, I don't think Syria is worried about shooting at their planes the next time they come around. In fact, they shot at them last time. And that's why um, one of these anti-air missiles landed in Negev, about 30 kilometers north of Demona. And I'm just thinking, guys, like Israel, is it worth it to shoot at Latakia and Damascus? I mean, if a missile hits Demona, where you secretly have your nuclear weapons, causes a physician reaction, and that goes kaboom. I might laugh to death. No, I mean, that could be very serious. Uh, major war with nukes. I mean, s stop yeah. it. You know, right. they need to knock it off. The, they, this is a lunatic state, as Norman Finkelstein said. It's a lunatic state. God's chosen lunatics. They will do it. They'll Samson option the earth. They don't care. Um, they don't think, they have no foresight. It's just, it's just immediate, like, well, this is what I want. And they're so used to getting their way that they don't see the come up and it's coming, but everyone else, I see that left hook in mid swing, you know, and there's nothing in the way and it's ready yeah. to just Tyson these people. I'm, I'm feeling some pushback, man. I I'm, I'm really, cause obviously this, you, I'm seeing left, right center being like, uh, uh fuck yeah, Israel. Like had that's enough of ethnic this. cleansing. Enough of everyone's this. against yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm feeling it, man. I'm seeing it. And obviously, you know, you've been doing great work on it. Abby Martin's doing great work on it. I had her on mm -hmm. my show last week. So really what I'm we glad do she's really, I'm, I'm really proud of how she's come around on this issue. Cause she wouldn't Abby's listen amazing. at all. She's amazing, man. I'm I mean, telling you though, before she went there, she didn't have a clue. Well, and we tried to cure in on it. And then even when she went on Rogan, she was like, it's not the <laughs> lobby. I'm like, yes, it is. She'll yeah. graduate. But either way, I'll man, tell you he's great. It's Max Blumenthal. If you get him on your show, Blumenthal's he's, he's awesome. on the ball. Gray zone. He's, he's a base Lord with his Gideon Livy is great. Grant Smith is great. Scott Horton's great. Yeah. Mormon Finkelstein. Well, hey, we, we he, got, Finkelstein we got, does oppose BDS, though, but uh, I, I understand his arguments. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm good for BD, but I don't like sanctions on anybody. That's so. me, too. Like, I think yeah. I'm mainly on <laughs> mainly on the D. Um, <laughs> Not the S. Boycotting is it doesn't. I mean, we don't really buy any Israeli products anyway. It's, yeah. Uh, well, L brands, let's but, make sure we boycott L brands. Right? You should boycott all L brands, Victoria's Secret. Fuck all Wes Wexner. Products. Fuck Victoria's Secret divestment's the most effective and dangerous for them though that's what you know if you can get your universities churches and things to divest israel's done because they get more money through that than they do from foreign aid from the u.s government and of course wow. i'm all i'm all for end all aid to israel too i mean that's right there I think. yeah no yep, <laughs> there's, there's, yep, there's, there's no <laughs> no confusion about that well great yeah i'm wearing my palestine shirt today or i was i'm wearing black panther now well, we're black t-shirts. I had black it on Panthers earlier. Too. Yeah, Wakanda, but, uh, man. No. Wakanda forever. <laughs>
but Ryan, I want to thank you for coming on, man. And obviously we have our four horsemen we're doing every month and we do have Scott Horton coming Ooh. on next month. But um, yeah, tell everyone. Really great can... interview with Grant Smith and Scott Horton from the other day, by the way, that goes cool. over. I didn't get to hear it all, but I've heard that enough out. of it. I know it was going to be good from just those two. Oh, okay. Yeah, those guys, yeah, are, like... they, they, they know their shit and you know your shit. So tell the people where they can find you, Ryan. We know you've been deplatformed, but you're working on that. You're working on building back better. Now, how, can people, how can people support you right god damn it ryan i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of hunter how can people find you ryan and support your work in osaka japan uh, i run the anti-neocon <laughs> report which is a n c like north carolina a n c report.com has all the stuff and there's buttons on there for everything else i'm on vk which is like facebook that doesn't ban you it's the russian facebook russia I think it's, as long as you don't talk about russia you're all right <laughs> Um, hey, with, you know, use it, use what we can. Hey, man, I actually do have a Twitter now. They gave me one of my Twitters yeah, back recently. Twitter. Yeah, and that's ANC Report on Twitter. ANCReport.com is my website. Uh, I'm on VK, I'm on Parlor, but I don't really use it anymore because it seems to be broken. Um, I have something called PeerTube, it's not PeerTube.com though, it's just PeerTube's just like the stuff we're using. It's vid, like video, vid.ancreport.com, right? And really, if you can memorize ancreport.com, every button to everything else is on there. We have a Telegram. We have a Discord. We have two Telegrams. We have one where I announce stuff and one where everybody discusses stuff. Um, and I have it that way so, you know, someone doesn't just run in yelling the N-word or whatever and get it canceled. Yeah. Then they will do that on purpose. Like somebody that hates us will do it on purpose. Like, oh, I, I love Hitler and Ryan Dawson. You know, that's, oh, that's what they those, do. Those are agent <laughs> provocateurs. They will not be tolerated. Infowars.com. Buy my dick pills. Buy my dick pills. If you're fighting the Rockefellers for 17 hours and you can be hard and focused as a rock, buy my new world, anti new world order, anti aging, colloidal silver, hydroxychloroquine dick pills. But I'll <laughs> drop, I'll drop all the links in this video and um put that all out there so yeah keep at it ryan you know we're, we're going to keep going with this man and we got to get live stream on there by the way <clears throat> if you are a youtuber and you see you know the oven approaching the smallpox is coming the uh holdemore is on the way the potato famine is already kicked into gear whatever <laughs> do you want uh you might want to start backing it up rather than just on BitChute and odyssey PeerTube will live stream and shekel chat so Okay. You know, we can set you up with that. We can work if with you're on nerds. Patreon and you yeah. see the same reason. If you have a website, we can create you a, a paywall with tier lists and everything, just like Patreon, and you won't get canceled. So yeah, I, I do want uh, to start live streaming and chuckle chatting for sure, because you definitely maybe, should, dude. Um, yeah. Just talk. I'll, I'll hand you one of my nerds. He's up right now. We can set it up for you. You could live stream. You could live stream a recording. It's kind of lame, but and do questions at the end or whatever. But you can use this right. video for that if you want. Um, okay. I want more people. The more we populate PeerTube, PeerTube's kind of like YouTube, except it's just politics and stuff. There's no cat chasing a bag or whatever, you know. Yeah, think, epic fail you know, videos, makeup tutorials and stuff. It's uh, because you can put all that on YouTube pretty safely. Right. But for politics, you're just not allowed to talk, right? So. I would say VK replaces Facebook. PeerTube is one of our YouTube replacements. There's Gab and Minds is sort of the anti-Twitter. There's also a Pleroma element. There are companies out there that are filling the void, but the hardest part is getting everyone to leave what they're addicted to yeah. 
and go to the new thing. But I promise you, uh, if you will leave Facebook, because you're going to get forced to eventually, and get on VK, add my name, and just start adding my friends, because they're all based, uh, you will have a legit news feed in no time. And without all the damn advertisements that are on Facebook yeah. and all the nonsense, and you're not going to get shadow banned, you will be amazed how quickly your page builds and you get like a thousand followers because you're not being shadow banned. Sure. You'd be amazed how fast your peer tube might grow as well. Same reason because YouTube algorithm isn't giving you the show. Up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to look into all that. Well, I want to thank you again, Ryan, and thanks everyone for listening and please like, and subscribe to this page. Um, we're on still on all those social media platforms, but I'm going to definitely be exploring these other options and, um, we appreciate just you listening. In case, yeah. yeah, just in case. So we appreciate you tuning in and listening, and we'll catch you next time on Jackman Radio. Thank you. Fuck Israel. Fuck peace Israel. In, peace in the Middle East. <laughs> peace in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs>